2: Dice. Merchandise.
3: Today. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Serum a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. Coultery have collected their gear and formed their plans for assaulting Oliver Twists. Iris determined Dr. Skull could jump between bodies by cutting his head off. Ridley knocked over a jewelry store with the bare boys to get them a supply of silver. And Everett found a dealer and sourced some drac in case Iris needed to use the demon to save the day. What will happen once the assault has begun? Find out in the season finale of Blood and Syrup. And abandon hope, all ye who listen here. You awake to an important night,
4: a night that in a lot of ways uh, your coterie has been working toward since the very beginning. Tonight is the night that you assault the orphan compound and attempt to wipe them from the face of Montreal, the city of Black Miracles. It's your chance to carve out a part of this city for yourselves to gain the favor of The prince, though, whether or not you actually want that is still a question. But more importantly, it's a chance to get one of your biggest foes off your backs, get some answers finally to the questions that have been plaguing you. And maybe, just maybe, if you've got time and, you know, people still have a spare hand to carry him, rescue Iggy Dunn. Um, You have major preparations. You have obtained uh, silver to use in explosives. You have helped Dr. Skull's uh, spirit Uh, realize that it can jump from body to body. Um, You have obtained uh, Drac as a a backup for Iris, who will be leading uh, the uh, Blood Talon. Wolf wolf uh, Team Bravo. Wolf Team Bravo. uh, The Blood Talons uh, in distraction efforts. And you've sent uh, some of the Silver Foxes ahead to be essentially Sleeper Agents uh, weaponless, but Sleeper Agents nonetheless uh, within the facility itself. Um, this is the evening you make your attack uh please roll a rouse check
1: i win i don't me hungry no,
0: great
4: no, no.
1: um
4: what are uh what are your as is is always our our way with the show I must ask uh what are your uh your outfits uh for this uh this grand battle
1: everetts just got the one <laughs> I was going to say coat if, in his hat, dress
2: Ridley, shirt and slacks. If Ridley had last night and knew that they were going to carry out the assault tonight, he probably would have placed a call to the silver Foxes and had them pick up if he could like a flak vest of some kind for himself sure. and Everett. Cause I feel like we're vampires, but still putting holes in you kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, I think other than that, uh, he accidentally because his references are like seventies movies ends up dressed kind of like Archer. Like he's got a tactical like turtleneck on <laughs> with like full sleeves. That's black. And he's wearing like they're black pants, but they're almost slacks in a way that yeah, seems like bell Yeah. Like they're a little bell bottomy and he's got his flak vest. Uh, and then he's got boots with like heels. He can still run in them, but they're very like Italian. Uh, and he's traded his, uh, his regular kind of thick glasses for like equivalent sunglasses that have like, instead of the, the fully mirrored, they're like the, the weird Brown sheen that was very seventies over like aviators. Yeah. Uh, and I think he got a, uh, like a, what is it? Like a bandana he can tie around his mouth that just has a big smiley face on the front. Uh, and he has hand painted two little fangs out of the smiley face mouth.
4: Yeah. Um, alarmingly like Dederick just had this on hand. You didn't need to see too far. It's like, I need a bandana. Like said to the summer Fox is like, I need a bandana with a smiley face. And Dederick was like, Oh yeah, I've got lots we can pick. I just think they're fun. <laughs> he doesn't wear them. He just has them. So that, yeah.
2: Then his hair was also done by Dederick and it's basically Conan O'Brien's hairstyle. Like it's like a
4: big, <laughs> yeah, big it's your, wave. it's your battle pompadour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Uh, and I assume you're wearing your gauntlets uh yeah he'll just
2: start with them on there's no need to fuck around right and, uh, and if it was possible he'd probably have like a duffel of shotguns silver bullets that he could just give to the silver foxes if they um, need them
4: inside sure yeah we can say you've got a duffel slung over your back and then i think you probably have like two of those clip-on um shotguns just hanging great um uh 21 jump street style <laughs> In case you're going to prom. Um, Everett, uh, the Silver Foxes uh, deliver um, the same outfit they brought for you before. Just like the nice version of all the stuff you have. Uh, But this time they bring you a six pack of everything. Um, And there's just a note that says, we've noticed you're kind of hard on clothes. So we brought some extras.
1: Oh, well, that was nice. And
4: I'll get changed. Sure. Um, So flak vest, uh, trench coat, detective hat um anything else do you have like uh bullet bandoliers or anything or like extra because you're you're a revolver and automatic guy right uh
1: i can't remember why but i believe i only have the revolver now right Um, okay and i think i'm out of silver bullet so i think it's just standard ammunition
2: well, I think we got silver, so yeah. That, so that's silver your bullets. Oh, have been okay. Delivered. So yep. silver
1: meant silver bullets. Okay, great. So and um, I got yeah. an order
4: of shotguns. So yeah, if, if you need, you need additional gun... armaments, like basically the the Silver Foxes, being a biker gang themselves, have access to a bunch of shit.
1: Uh, maybe like a hunting rifle then. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Just a a bolt action hunting rifle. Cool.
2: I was gonna say, are we going full Winchester? Are you going classic Western Everett?
1: Uh, no. It'll be bolt action. Um. Instead of lever action, uh, and and uh, it'll have uh, like a, a scope. Like it is legit for like hunting deer, except we have silver rounds now for it. Basically, yeah. gotcha.
4: Uh, and Iris, what is combat Iris's outfit?
0: Yeah, I probably texted Emily to send me over options for like badass Charlies, Theron, circa like a, a mix of fast and the furious with atomic blondes with um old guard kind of just like that aesthetic nice. it's, it's like higher end biker i guess is kind of sure like, yeah, her yeah badass yeah. aesthetic is you know yeah but gotcha. it's like pretending to be a biker with like leather jacket and like fancy slacks or jeans you know where it's like not biker but biker
4: yeah um emily includes a note being like um hey hopefully some of these will work um incidentally uh it seems that you have uh, a lot of the same fashion sense as as selena that's uh (laughs) huh and then it just kind of trails off um but uh yeah you unfortunately recognize the exact (laughs) outfit was wearing um but uh but fresh um you uh, you you flip through them. Uh, there's one you don't immediately recognize, and then you realize it's a it's an Italian job outfit, and oh, you realize okay. that Emily really dug deep on like <laughs> if Charlize's been Spurin in an action looks. film, yeah, she's got an outfit for you from it. Um, so yeah, ultimately like fancy biker. So um, honestly, basically, Kate um, Blanchett in Ocean's Eight, right? is that kind of what we're thinking? Like the most expensive? Oh no. she r- was
0: like no, she was in like power suits more than she was in like
4: I'm more so mad when she was biking she was wearing like the fanciest oh. biker outfit I've ever yeah, seen it was right. clearly like the designer version of of oh, a leather yeah. reinforced jacket okay yes. cool it's like like Hollywood's version of a low uh, rent hitman uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: exactly
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah like it, it's all designer brand names off the runway and it's like yeah for biking as long as you never fall <laughs> or get it dirty um okay cool so yeah so you're you're all uh, loaded up with that um do you think you would take any uh, weapons with you iris knowing that you do have three quarters of a drag file
0: yeah because i want that to be a last resort so yep. if i could like stash a not that i'd be any good with it but stash like a knife somewhere and that little pistol
4: sure yep
2: Um all right. So you got like a a gun person. Do you want a shotgun or an Uzi? These tend to be the more one could say spray and pray type weapons if things go down.
0: I don't know where I could hide that.
2: Well, you you're gonna rob a
1: store with an army of werewolves. I don't think you need to hide the gun. You're not gonna need to hide it for long. You're gonna roll up there in a very chatty taxi and (laughs) step out. Uh (laughs) and you will be using your weapon very shortly after.
0: Okay, well, whatever you guys think is best.
1: So I think, uh, given <clears throat> that we've already kind of got
4: shotguns covered, uh, I think uh, Iris having like a small semi automatic, like, we'll go Uzi. with
2: the, the, the Tech 9, the yeah, classic, yeah, exactly. Like, Uzi, like, like, kind of the, the, the drive by gun, clip. the one yeah. that
4: literally you, you pull the trigger and it just spits out a full clip, can't really aim it. Um, you know, the. <laughs> The golden eye club of modern weapons. Yeah. Iris, um, I'm sorry. We're gonna to have to send you in a cab because if you use your Uber for this, there's gonna be
2: a lot of homicides at the other end. We might get clear, we might not. Um, you're not gonna like the cab driver, but you can't kill him because he works for us, okay?
0: Oh oh fine.
4: Um, Iris, do you send any final messages to uh, to Emily, um, who will not be participating in the assault?
0: Um just thank you for everything. If things go bad, you've been the best cool. heart emojis all over,
4: man. She's going to read a lot into those. Um, the, uh, the cab pulls up, uh, outside, uh, the, the hospital, um, and, uh, you hop in, uh, well hop in, I don't think Iris hops into anything you, you know, casually step in, uh, to the cab. Um, and, uh, as, uh, it begins to pull away, uh, the other door opens and, uh, Janice Smythe, uh, slips in beside you, um, holding a, a baseball bat and she says, Hey, looks like you're, you're up to no good. And I wanted to help. I don't want you to get hurt. I love you. Ah, uh, Ridley and Everett, you're downstairs, still getting ready, so you're you're not present for for this. <laughs> yeah, I this think moment. Ridley oh, yeah. down
2: there is like, oh, wait, should we send a fucking uh, a dopey with her, like Doctor Skull? Because I feel like having him sneak in when we're already in is kind of a bad move.
1: Uh, sure. Let's yes, maybe doc- find some clothes. Uh, I, I grab like a doctor's like lab coat, sure. uh, and someone's like someone's left like their gym bag you know, or something like, like that. Lost so, lost he's, <laughs> so he's he's in like a fucking t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and a doctor's lab coat and no shoes uh and this is an old man corpse yeah yeah I'm super we'll uh, just tell
4: him to run pointed <laughs> <laughs> towards the cab area yeah. so he can go find her and jump in um and uh he's like uh, uh, all right uh thanks guys let's do this and then he holds up his little withered hands and he's written in sharpie doctor
1: skull on on the as the knuckles as soon as the hands come up <laughs> uh uh everett's hands like come down and like bring his hands back down it's like just go do not draw attention yeah. to yourself
2: ridley i'll sling a duffel bag over him and go the, the silver bomb is in here put it in your next body not this
4: one all right all right go team skull uh and then he takes off running uh which is like watching a skeleton run because he's he's a skinny little man um iris uh janice is uh She is decked out in uh, roller derby gear. Um, She's got like, uh, she's not wearing the skates, obviously, but she's got the pads. um, She's wearing a helmet. She's got goggles and she's got a baseball bat.
0: Uh, Janice, hi. Wow, you look great. It's um, so good to see you. Thank you for all the gifts. They've been lovely.
4: Uh, Yeah, uh, thanks. I'm glad you like them and she like... Is is clearly like vaguely pale from having. She's like, I've got more for you. Uh, no, 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 no,
0: no, listen, not, not, listen, not here. Listen, it's it's, it's listen, in my listen, fridge. Listen, listen, sweetie, I don't want you hurting yourself. It's too much.
5: But, okay? but I don't want them to hurt but, you.
0: But listen, you need to not be a part of this. Okay, so I will be back and we'll talk later. I promise. I'll dedicate a whole fifteen minutes to you.
4: And from uh, the front seat, uh, little Timmy Jones, just like, oh, hey, 15 minutes with a
5: celebrity is pretty good. You know, I would say uh, you are getting a pretty good deal here. Also, uh, I was told by my boss that there was only really room for one uh back here uh so you know i'm supposed to take her and i mean if you want to uh, do a ride share or something that's cool but that's not really how taxis work unless the person who got in first uh wants it to so i, I think you should probably get out it sounds kind of like she's rejecting you you Jimmy, know i've been rejected Jimmy, like Jimmy, this before Jimmy, too Jimmy, um it's, it's a bit of a bummer Jimmy, but you know Jimmy, we, we we uh you know Jimmy, just sometimes you got to move on Jimmy. To life. thank you yeah oh thank wait you. sorry i should ask which one of you done uh if it's actually you then i got it wrong in which case you have to leave uh leather jacket lady
0: no 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 janice i'm so sorry do you mind
4: and um she just uh like her her face falls and her expression darkens and she says uh no of course not don't mind at all and uh (laughs) she I'm uh, i'm gonna die gets out of the 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 cab uh and slams the door um, he's like, "Oh wow! I'm really glad.
5: Uh, I'm really glad you're Iris. I'd have felt really Timmy bad if." Uh, if Timmy
4: Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, and uh, with that, uh, Timmy uh, <laughs> guns the engine. At which point, an old man slams into the side of the cab. He says, "Oh no! Uh, oh, looks like this guy wants to get into. All right, let's deal with that." So uh, after a few more minutes of awkward fumbling, uh, Timmy and Iris uh, sort out the matter of the. <laughs> gym clothes clad uh dr coat wearing uh dr skull who unfortunately does smell of previously enjoyed gym wear uh and you know formaldehyde uh who gets in next to uh, iris in the back seat um and uh with that team's like
5: all right well it looks like we got everyone in here uh so it looks like i'm driving you to Oh, no, we're going back to that money place, huh? You know, that's a dangerous habit. They take a lot
4: more off your check than you'd think. Um, Iris, you've spent a lot of time in Ubers, and Emily always gets you like an Uber Black, so you get like the best possible, or Uber XL, like the best possible Ubers. Um, And goddamn, do you hate having to to live through this? This may be the the hardest battle uh, you face today. Uh, is there anything you you attempt to do in this cab to make it slightly more livable for you on this ride?
0: No, I think she's just resigned and like just kind of slumps
4: amazing It's just like the the stoic face straight ahead as like mm-hmm. Doctor Skull yammers in one ear and little Timmy Jones yammers over his shoulder in the other uh and the uh the screen in front of you um continues to just blast blast ads um he hasn't had it replaced yet it's been a busy few days um all right uh everett and uh ridley how do you uh want to attempt to breach the garage
1: well the plan still that we head in through the junkyard sort of area behind the that's that's what i mean yeah
2: yeah um i think we probably have like brought like bolt cutters or chain cutters or something oh. like that kind of in the duffel so the idea is we get back there we hit a corner nobody can see kind of snip it open yeah then we got to yeah. see the lay of the land once i we're think inside. we literally
1: are like taking like the long way like just wide berth get to the rear of that place no matter how far back that may be
2: yeah we'll park a block away and then for-
1: and then work our way in okay sure <clears throat> so um
4: to uh, both of your collective relief with little Timmy Jones being uh, busy driving iris, something that Everett insisted upon um, uh, a, a, a Dinkeldorf himself um, arrives uh, in, in his old cab is his sort of his classic, the one that, that started it all. Um, he um, he's got some gauze um, wrapped over one eye um, and uh is um he's got like his fingers uh, are also bound in a thing He looks a little bit worse for the wear what's going on Evening, my friend nathan hey, how hey, are you uh hey guys uh, uh you know i'm i'm alive which is a start uh i uh ran into some trouble uh you know the the night of all the attacks uh things things went went not great for me after after uh saw you guys what kind of trouble Oh, just, like, uh, a building fell uh, and kind of fucked, fucked me up and, and fucked the cab up. And, like, the cab's in rough shape, too, but uh, certainly uh, manageable, he said. But, uh, you know, I didn't, uh, didn't want to leave you guys in, in a lurch tonight. It seems like this is an important piece of business,
1: so. Uh, Everett's just going to, like, lean down to, like, the driver's side window before getting in and just, like, really kind of look him squarely and say, no one's giving you any problems. Uh, and uh, he, he smiles and he says... Uh, uh, no,
4: no, Mr. Fry, honestly, for years that would have been the case, but this time just a run-of-the-mill building fell on my car. Well, all right, feel better soon. You up uh, for a little drive? That's why I'm here. Uh, gentlemen, hop in. I'm sorry I couldn't send you my best driver, uh, but I understand you have sent him for Miss Dunn? Yeah, we yeah. sent him. You know, Old you're off. And he starts to smile and he's like, she's going to fucking hate that. All right, gentlemen, uh, hop in. You guys want some waters? No, no, but I
2: like I like this crafty competition with the other cars. You know, you're a crafty gunner. I think i really get in front of like, Now, the other thing that I want to tell you is, basically, within about five blocks of where we're going, don't send any other cars for the rest of the night unless it's me who calls you for them. I don't want you or any of your boys having a bad time.
4: Uh thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll be sure to, to make them uh steer clear literally and figuratively.
2: Good, good, that's fucking good. Uh Everett, do you own any property or anything if you die that you want some sort of last will and testament for? What? You don't own anything, right? No, not not round here, no. Okay, well, Nathan, uh I'm gonna give you the number. To some of the bear boys that I know, they're known as the Silver Foxes now. If I go down,
4: they know what we own, so they can help you kind of build an empire with it with them. Uh, well, uh, thanks, man. Uh, that's that's pretty big. Honestly, uh, even just getting me started on the the, the company, it's uh, it's been, <laughs> been a weird few weeks, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's a hell of a lot better than, than driving for someone else. You know, it's nice to drive for yourself for a change.
0: All that's right, good,
4: gents, I... let's uh, let's let's yeah. get about it for you um and he puts it into gear uh what uh what song uh do you request for the uh do you have like amp up music do you have a um a track i think ridley uh
2: just hits randomize on the system because he he is like can hit that because it's the symbol that just shows the like weird little like wavy thing. Uh
4: and it's just the friends theme song that comes on. <laughs> All right. Amazing. So uh I'll be there for by uh, yeah I'll be there for you by the refreshments. Uh just starts starts playing and um uh Nathan just kind of chuckles as as he pulls away and he's like you know uh like four or five lines into this in the second verse of this song they say your mama told you there'd be days like these. But the motherfuckers already said no one told you life was going to be this way. Honestly, ruin the show for me. <laughs> and then throws it into gear and uh, rolls off uh, towards the bar. Um, Iris, you arrive outside uh, the uh, the money pit, a, uh, a, a, a truly shoddy. They're, they're sort of in this neighborhood. There are three um, cash checking places, check cashing places. Uh, and this is the worst of the three. Uh, it is also, uh, the insides, uh, have been crudely washed, but you can still see blood smears on the walls. Uh, and there's, uh, there's, uh, cardboard over the window. Um, like cannon, uh, rolls up, um, uh, with, uh, a few of the, uh, the other, um, uh, blood talons, kind of a distance. And, uh, he says, uh, he, he kind of, uh, like, lumbers out of uh he, you drive, he pulls up in a prius um and he kind of like steps out of it and his massive form uh is you know kind of dwarfs the car uh, and he just kind of sees you you're looking and he's like what i really care about the environment and kind of slams the door um there's a, a, a slick uh, motorcycle pulls up next to him uh, and Celine steps off doing that, that thing where like, it's usually like female assassins in movies where she like kicks her leg over the back and then just throws her helmet off. Mm-hmm. Um, you're horrified to discover you are wearing the exact same outfit. And it's yeah. just a moment of like, <laughs> just like narrowed eyes. Um, and uh, she just kind of looks at you and she says, nice outfit. It's a shame Emily isn't here to see you knocking off my my look.
0: Well, yeah, she's the one that picked it out.
4: And Celine's eyes like narrow. That had not <laughs> occurred to her, and that is very upsetting. Uh, meanwhile, um, uh, like Cannon has gone around to the the trunk. Um, he's wearing um, just like uh, um, like like cargo pants, um, belted, no shirt. Um, he's wearing a uh, sort of like a tactical vest just open um and it's just got knives it's just like it's like a hunting vest just like a bunch of knives uh he flips open the back of the trunk um reaches in uh and he pulls out a uh a single headed um large silver axe uh that is uh very like beautifully inlaid and it just leans in and kisses uh kisses the blade sort of throws it over one shoulder and he's like uh well i'm uh Iris, I'm real sorry there's no <clears throat> appropriate moon uh, for us to to do this up uh, you know, wolf style but uh, rest assured we uh, we didn't come by the name Blood Talons from not fucking shit up. And it he lifts, lifts the axe and kind of raises his hands out. he's like, am I right? And there's like lots of like yelling and, and cheering as uh, the rest of the wolves get out. And they're, they're armed with like a, a variety of, of, everyone's bringing like uh, melee weapons. No one's carrying... Uh, like ranged weapons and um so he says uh so if i understand correctly uh the plan is we're gonna go smash up this money mart or is is the guy gonna call in that we're smashing up the money mart and then we just fuck up whoever comes along
0: um i mean i feel like we got to make it real so let's uh we'll smash up a few things this uh money mart isn't that reputable
4: uh he looks at the sun and he says the money pit well, that's a bit on the nose all right folks you heard the lady let's wreck some shit um and with that uh they um, uh charge forward uh and start smashing shit uh and from inside you just hear someone go Oh, hey, you're here.
5: That's great. Uh, look, I, I'm fully ready. Oh God, my windows! Uh, and, and suddenly the the
4: call goes from like a controlled like tee-hee-hee, I'm in on it to like
5: Oh God, it's happening again! No, yeah, it's, those triple X guys. They're here. They're Oh God, they're smashing everything.
4: Um, and you hear a door slam. Um, and uh, the wolves just fucking tear this place apart. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, uh, Nathan drops you off a few blocks from um, uh, from the Oliver Twist. And uh, he's like, I could have sworn this place had a different name like a week ago. Uh, yeah, honestly, it'll be in better hands uh, with you guys. Listen, um, you, you you play it safe. All right. Don't don't get yourselves killed. You're, you're my favorite customers. And uh, I'll be there for you when the rain starts. Oh, fuck. It's stuck in my head now. It's stuck in my head now. I'm
1: just saying the lyrics. Jesus. All right. Well, good luck. All right. You have a good night there, Nathan. Take care. Thanks. Stay safe out there, friend. Yeah. Good luck. Um, and the two of you begin
4: to to move up. Uh, how are you going to try and approach the uh, the back of the, uh, the the sort of junkyard?
1: Uh, I think Everett will be uh, sighting ahead with uh, the rifle scope. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, trying to uh, spot people in the distance before before moving up after checking it's clear. Cool. Yeah, um, I think
2: Ridley yeah would kind of be probably ranging ahead within that range to take out anybody if they need to, but I'm imagining if there's like a lateral alley or like
4: between Yeah, yeah, there, there's definitely some, there some ways to get up there. The um the junkyard is kind of like out behind the building and kind of faces onto um some sort of wooded property, so there is definitely like an approach vector. It's yeah. it's uh, as we talked about it's kind of at the end of a, a a road off a cul-de-sac kind of thing, so it is a little bit we would, wanna, we would want
1: to we would want to come in from the woods I figured, to the yeah. back of the junkyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Um, okay, so uh, Everett, um, you see a um, a large, uh, burly woman, um, just kind of like looking at a, a, a busted up pickup truck. Uh, she's clearly kind of like just uh, she's got a clipboard in hand. Um, uh, she's got a, a vaporizer in the other hand um and she's taking long drags off it and you see kind of that classic like double wisp of of, of vapor coming off uh her her lips as she is clearly sizing the car up uh for for dismantling um she's close to the area that ridley is is sneaking up to but is not actively patrolling what do you do uh is she
1: alone if i do a quick scan does she
3: appear you can alone? see
4: other there are definitely other orphans like elsewhere in the junkyard going about various things. Mm -hmm. Um, Two of them are currently uh, like sledgehammering um, a, a really, really like, like a two bikes that clearly crashed together. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're making a lot of noise. Um, Mm -hmm. They're uh, they're tied up doing that. Um, And uh, yeah, you can see patrols. There are people with um, like flashlights uh, wandering around, but she's the uh, clearest danger uh, and the closest danger.
1: Then I would, keep her sighted but i would also let ridley do his work do his thing uh okay. the longer we can keep quiet uh the better cool because this this rifle is gonna crack off really loud when i fire it so yeah
4: um you guys receive a text message from iris uh that uh the store is under attack you get one from brad spitz a moment later being like oh god help a bunch of people are legitimately smashing up my store i think ridley realizing he can't
2: read any of these texts and realizing that his lack of communication with Everett was fucking stupid, would take out one of his burner phones and like plug headphones into it and just call Everett so that they kind of have the cell phone equivalent of radios. So the sniper can tell him what the fuck's going on. Right. Evening Ridley. Yeah. So I got a bunch of texts, which is sort of like nothing. What's going on? Iris has started the attack on the money pit. Well, hopefully somebody's fucking vampire orphans will fuck off and then we can get this done a bit quicker.
1: No one's making a move just yet. looks like the biggest threat is just ahead of you. You see that big, big woman by the truck? Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, I fucking see her. Yeah, she's, uh, she's the biggest threat in our way right now. There's a couple guys over there with the sledgehammers and there's some patrols going on. I'm hoping this attack will peel some of them off. I've got my sats on her in case things get tricky, but I think you're, you're well suited to take her out. All right. I'll give it a second in
2: case something goes off with that old alarm at a fucking store business. And then yeah, I'll
4: go in and make a fucking move. Um, You hear uh, a commotion out front uh, and the roar of engines. Um, There's also a large um, sort of garage door down a ramp um, beyond the, the junkyard uh, that seems to to coil upward, and uh, four motorcycles come shooting out of that. Um, kind of uh, veer off out a, out an exit from the junkyard, and are clearly headed to the uh, headed to deal with the alarm. Um, but otherwise, everyone goes about their business. You get the sense that protection calls are pretty standard uh, around these parts. So uh, she goes back back like no one no one blinks an eye. They might like look up for a second, but then they're they're back to work. All
2: All right, right, so they don't the know how
4: bad it's about
1: to be just yet.
2: Yeah, should we hold until they kill the first wave and the second one has to go? That feels smart to me, but what
1: do you think? Uh, I'm fine to wait for now, but uh, we're going to need to make the most of this distraction soon.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying second wave goes fucking chaos. But yeah, let's wait till they know they might
4: need to send more than four fucking guys. So, uh, you fall into an awkward silence as you, you wait. Um, Ridley, are you working on the fence at this point or are you still waiting?
2: Um, I think he would wait and he would start working on the fence. The moment he starts hearing the roar of next wave of motorcycles, cause then sound and fury
4: will cover it. Um, Iris, you're watching the, uh, the blood towns just fucking wreck this store. Uh, and everything seems to be going according to plan. Um, it's weird being this far away from the action, but also this is kind of like a good spot for you. Ultimately, I think uh, not not being directly on the front line, um, you can hear the the roar of motorcycles in the distance. Uh, so it, it sounds like the distraction has 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 worked. Um, and from inside the store, um, like Hannon just like knocks down a shelf with his axe. Uh, turns around and gives you like an enthusiastic thumbs up. Um, do you respond to it at all?
0: Yeah, I probably awkwardly because it's not what iris done does just kind of gives it like a
4: (laughs) (laughs) like an awkward thumbs up yeah um so uh yeah kind of like half smiling like trying trying just to be like a good member of the pack uh you give him a thumbs up um and uh you see uh his eyes go wide in horror uh, a moment before you feel the impact of the explosion um, but beside you, um, uh, like Hannon's car explodes, uh, Celine's bike explodes, and the rest of the Blood Town's vehicles erupt in fireballs. Um, I'm going to need from you, my friend, a right dexterity and um, honestly, I think probably survival. This is just like how hurt do you get when you get blown to the ground? Kind of situation.
0: So. What both of them are on hunger die is that a problem? No, my friend is
4: very good.
0: Uh, no successes.
4: E, um, all right, so, um, Iris, you take uh four points of um. The super I always forget this. Superficial and... Superficial is the one
2: slash aggravated is the dangerous one yeah. is the X.
4: So take uh, four points of aggravated damage uh, as uh, you get exploded. Um, you go uh, flying um, across the pavement. Uh, luckily, your designer leathers catch a bit of it. Um, you uh, you feel your hair burn um, as well as your, your flesh, but you, you're quickly able to kind of like you find, um, like firm hands patting you down as you kind of uh stop, drop, and roll. Um, and uh, of all people, it's it's Selena who pulls you to your feet, um, after like helping pat you down. Um, and well, I guess she'd probably like check on the ground before she lifts you up and she just says, Are, are you good? Are you alive? I don't know how fucking vampires work.
0: Hmm. Um, I mean, I'm still ticking, I think.
4: All right, good enough. Uh, and She drags you to your feet. The wolves, meanwhile, have run out um, and, and seem just like completely astounded that this has happened, um, at which point the bikes arrive. Um, and uh, that's when the shooting starts. Uh, so uh, the wolves let out um, a battle cry, but they've clearly been caught flat-footed by the explosion of their vehicles. Uh, and uh, the bikers begin to shoot so they're kind of like doing that that awkward roadie run from Gears of war where they kind of crouch over and, and rush um but a couple of them go down um and uh the the fight begins um selena immediately ditches you like the second the fight starts she's just done uh done with you um kind of darting around the side of the building um and uh, you find yourself uh, alone standing in a, a circle of flame um as uh, as a battle erupts what do you do
0: Uh, I feel like I'm no help and kind of just assessing, like, if I can do anything to pull myself together and I kind of don't want to rush in because I'm not helpful or useful or
4: yeah, hundred percent. That makes sense. Doesn't
0: feel like something to risk my life and having to take drag for it
4: hundred percent. So I think um, observing it uh, and seeing the way it's going uh, as much as the, the blood talons look to be at a disadvantage, they could perhaps be like, they would be bolstered by you taking the drack and helping them. You also aren't really sure how much.
0: I'm not going to also not going to take Drak in front of like cannon.
4: That makes sense. So I think <laughs> observing it and realizing what's going on, that's a very good point as well. Um, you instead, and it kind of hurts you to do this. But uh, instead, you disappear into the shadows um, to, to go try and make your way to the bar. You might be of some help if you're able to like, bust in from the front and help later. But you could turn the tables for Ridley and Everett, but there's nothing you can do to help the wolves uh, who begin a desperate battle with the orphans amidst a ring of fire. Um oh boy. Ridley, uh, you were looking for a sign, um, a, a bunch of explosions sound in the distance. And, Let's open
2: up that fence. <laughs> uh,
4: amazing. So are you trying to do this uh, quietly? Like, is this still stealth or is it kind of a weapons free moment? Uh, this is still stealth because he doesn't know if somebody's going to kind of rip through and go right. over there. So, so he's trying to cover himself. Give me stealth can. and strange. What a weird combo. <laughs> it's very Ridley. Yep. Uh, Everett, hearing these explosions in the distance, would you take a shot? or would you still uh no i don't want to blow our cover fair yeah two successes okay uh you begin to yeah two successes is great you you cut a hole through the fence um and uh, you turn and gesture back to everett
1: um to to move up and i uh i'll stop aiming and i'll i'll start moving up okay so the two of you have reached
4: the edge of the junkyard. You're kind of hunkered down behind a, a car. Now people are, are starting to panic. Like just the alarm wasn't enough, but the explosions are definitely of, of concern. So people are swarming, uh, and, uh, and, and, starting to like mount up and rush. Um, you see a, a significant number of, uh, orphans leave, Great. um, on, on bikes um, there is a, uh, a back door uh, that seems to lead to the kitchen of the uh, the Oliver Twist, or there's the giant garage door that seems to lead into the basement. Which one do you attempt? My
2: vote would be basement, I think. It'd be Ridley kind of gesturing towards the basement unless Everett's got a disagreement.
1: No, Everett's fine with the basement. Okay.
4: Um, can you guys roll me stealth checks, please? Stealth and probably at this point... I was going to say, how many people are between us in there, Tom? Um... Not that many, actually. And you know what? You actually don't need a roll for this. They're all leaving. Like, th- there's explosions. They're mounting okay, up. Cool. Like, it's basically, it's like sneaking into an army base as people mobilize. It's like, they're, no one's looking for attackers. They're, like, going mm. to solve a problem. Um, all okay, right. so you make sure the garage door. Um, the garage door uh, is open because bikes are coming out, but bikes are coming out. So you get close, kind of hunker down behind a, a giant stack of tires. Um, how do you want to try and get in there, knowing that bikes are irregularly leaving? They are starting to be fewer and fewer. You get the sense that uh, whatever bikes are usable down there are likely leaving now.
1: Um, what kind of uh, uh, debris is around us? Like, could could uh, Everett grab a tire? Yep. He'd want to grab a tire and just throw it to land flat underneath the garage door so that it stops and you can basically get your fingers under it and lift it up when we're when we're done. He just all wants right. it, like, near the corner, near Give the me, wall. Give
4: me a dexterity and athletics, please.
1: As you discus this, this tire down. and oh, yeah. athletics. Wow, I've got more in athletics than I thought. Uh, two tens, but uh, not on a hunger die. So, two successes. Critical success. They're critical successes.
4: Uh, uh, Alright, that, that tire... <laughs> You throw it for a second, it like flips up on the rim and starts rolling and and it's it's the worst., uh, then it hits the wall and flops down perfectly. Um, the eleva- the uh, garage door closes onto it, uh, but no one seems to be minding it because they've all just escaped on motorcycles. Okay. Um, so, so. the two of you make your way down., uh, you're able yeah. to, to sort of sneak in under that. Uh, you find yourselves in a large garage garage space. Uh, There are a couple of mechanics um, who are um, sort of hunched over uh, a a series of monitors, um, a a couple of which show a a battle scenes of a battle. They seem to, this seems to be where like a lot of the uh, security lives. So kind of big bay of, of monitors. Um, They're, they're having a very animated conversation uh, about it being like, The money pit of all places. What a dumb place to make war on. Jesus. Could have at least hit deals dollars for you. Ridley would like to kill them.
1: I was just saying, okay, all right. I was going to talk, but now Ridley's already on the
2: move. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. They're dead.
1: Hi there. I'm Tom McGee, and I love
4: stories. And odds are, if you're listening to our shows, you do too. So, if you're wondering how you can help support our storytelling and world building and these Wonderful characters and their sometimes ridiculous journeys, you can head on over to patreon.com/slash dumdum dice. There you'll find a variety of different levels and different perks, starting from as low as a dollar, which gets you into our Patreon only Discord where you can talk about the latest episodes, all the twists and turns, and just generally hang out with some truly lovely people. There's a whole variety of levels with everything from advanced episodes, ad free feeds, to of course at our $25 level getting to create your very own character who appears in some of our shows and sometimes becomes a a long-running friend or foe of our characters so if you want to get involved if you want to help us tell more of these stories then head on over to patreon.com slash dumb dice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e and help us create more of these fun adventures together
2: Doms and Dice would like to welcome you to the grim darkness of the 41st Millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and I'm releasing my report on the Valentine Heresy. It's an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Join Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine and Laura Elizabeth and Tyler Hewitt as Hivebred siblings Lyric and Alto as this unlikely trio try to save the Emperor from a cabal of mysterious enemies in a series created by Games Master Tom McGee. Can these unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? Find out in the first episode of Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy. Available now.
4: Brian, explain what happens. They are so, not looking to fight anyone. They're just hanging out.
2: Yeah, no. If they if they're down there, I think it's it's like Ridley just just kind of almost slowly walks up, but he has to do a little bit on tiptoe so his Italian heels don't make a sound. And then just while <laughs> like they're talking, stone
4: bowling toes. Yeah
2: like and then it's just both hands with the blade like the little bladed fingertips out just wham through the back of their skull kind of all four fingers this four blades just right in back of head out where eyes are Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. and then just withdraw and kind of let them both fall to the floor great the garage is yours do you open a garage business now is that the next (laughs) logical step yeah (laughs) so the garage is a large space uh, obviously like berths for motorcycles all that sort of jazz Um, However, uh, against one wall, there are also uh, a number of um, crates uh, that are uh, clearly filled with drac. Um, This also seems to be a distribution center. There's also a a door, a heavy, heavy door um, that is clearly soundproofed um, that leads
1: uh, into the, uh, the strip club proper. What's going on with this security feed that these guys were watching? Is this like a security hub here?
2: Yes. Ridley would send Everett over to look at that because he can't fucking read. Uh, And Ridley, I think, would be looking if there were motorcycles, if there was any big heavy shit he could just block the garage with. So if somebody comes down thinking they're going to get in. Yeah, you
4: could absolutely drag some shit over. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There is also uh, a service elevator uh, and a flight of stairs leading down. Like the stairs go up and down. The elevator goes up and down. Um, the door leading back to the club leads to the, the, the stairs. Okay. After he's blocked the garage, really, they'll try to block the elevator. These are his plans. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you can do that. Um, so, uh, on the security feed, um, mm-hmm. you have, uh, feed of various places. Um, they, uh, you've got feed of the battle. Obviously you've got a feed of, uh, the club itself, which, um, a lot of the bikers seem agitated, but there also do seem to be some just like rough and tumble types who were there for a good time. Mm -hmm. There's a definite sense of like, everything is fine. Keep drinking. Like ladies and gentlemen, keep dancing. Yeah. Um, You can see that uh, the strippers have not stopped. Um, They're, they're doing their thing. Um, uh, It is a large space. um, So you get sort of a a sense of that from like the, the VIP angle. Uh, You can see armed guards, but they're all kind of like, Moving to the front, um, and and there there is just that sense of like if this gets any closer, this is going to be a real fucking problem for us. Um, but otherwise, uh, everyone seems content. Um, most notably for you, Ridley, um, you can see the guy who's clearly in charge, who you'd assume to be uh, Pierre Belmaier. Um He's uh, he's wearing um, uh, a, uh, a, a like a Quebec flag bandana wrapped around his uh, his head. He's wearing sunglasses inside um trim beard um and uh he's uh he's wearing a leather jacket um uh but over like you know a button-up shirt with a tie um he's kind of or sorry i guess we'll say it's a vest so like no arms uh, over a suit jacket like he's clearly trying to run the i'm a cool mafia boss but also i'm a biker guy it does not work it is a dumb look, and he is he is just trying trying his hardest. But he's like yelling to people. It's um, definitely not like a sit in the booth kind of major domo being like, "Yeah, do the work, boys." It's like he's up front, um, kind of yelling to people while also like gesturing to service staff to bring the drinks faster. Um, you also get uh, a feed of a uh, a large dark room um, where you can see uh, a number of chemistry uh, equipment set up. Um, it seems to be a stone room. Um, there are, uh, a bunch of, um, uh, stone, uh, coffins and almost like, uh, um, those inlays that you'd see in like catacombs. Um, from, uh, from the grainy, uh, security camera footage, uh, you think you can make out a, a massive twisted statue. Uh, and there seem to be people in, uh, hazmat suits, um, attending to the statue. Uh, and carrying away flasks.
2: All right, so what you got, Everett?
1: It looks like they're fortifying the front. That distraction's working. Hang on, I'm going to text Iris and let her know that the front is a bad way to come in. I want to send her a text message just say, like, they're fortifying the front. Try to come in through the side or the back.
2: Yeah, tell her her to pass that along to Dr. Skull,
1: you know? Right, right. Uh, And I'll just say, like, Tech, add to the text like tell dr skull uh everett does this place
2: you got a fucking computer i don't know how to use anything does this place have like a sprinkler system in case of a fire
1: uh i mean i would assume so just given that it's a a building that had to meet code at some point
2: is there a way for you to find out if the fucking water reservoir is down here
1: uh and like everett's like not great with computers <laughs> um uh, it didn't occur to him to like, he would have just like looked for it physically. Like uh, he would not be keen to, or, or excuse me, uh, not, um, I, don't, I don't know. I would strongly doubt his capabilities of finding it on a computer.
4: Okay, okay. then let's just look around. Tom, so he, is it Yeah, he's here? just like confused. Uh, it is. Um, and more importantly, because you're in a garage space, it's easy enough to find the tanks because the uh, sprinkler system is very clearly installed here as like a
1: suppressant if needed
2: okay i kind of had a very evil fucked up idea but i'd like to run it by you
1: jocelyn st james special we get the gasoline out of all these motorcycles and run it into the sprinkler system and set everyone on fire like at the nightclub
2: no we can't do that because we need a building uh because we want to run this place different idea uh we open them up and we put all the drak in it
1: and then we spray the crowd and they all frenzy and kill each other well that will most likely kill iggy although my fire idea would also kill iggy um
2: well, I don't know, because he might be up in that fucking spooky statue room and he just points to the image. He's like, if I was a shithead, that's where I'd be.
1: Uh, I think it's a good uh, backup plan. I think we load the drac into it and then we can set it off if and when we need to. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, my only concern is if we do that and the wrong gun goes off, we all get sprayed with drac and then you and I are in the middle of the frenzy. Well, If we the- do this, we're down here. <laughs> But well, it's no
1: frenzy. Well, I look up. Is the sprinkler system here? Oh as well? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, like it's it's reached all the rooms except yeah. probably the catacombs room. It's gonna put out all the fires, right? It's okay. It's gonna what, go everywhere. What
2: if we go into the elevator?
1: Elevator could work. Any floor we come out on will be a complete drac massacre.
2: No, but it's it's like a service elevator, so we could just leave the fucking door shut. And then we wait till it's sprayed. And then if it's on the ground, it's on the ground. We won't drink groundwater.
1: <laughs> yeah, it could work. Uh, look, let me clear it with Iris. Her brother's in here. This was not part of the plan. Yeah, no, that's a good what idea. just what she says. And I'm going to try and call Iris if she hasn't texted me back.
4: Yeah. Um, Iris, you're you're near the uh, the front entrance, the Oliver Twist, with uh, Doctor Skull, who is um, just muttering uh, about different bodies he could try and take. Um, but he's like, just just remember though, the minute I die, like I can't really control it. So like, let's just make sure there's lots of unconscious or dead people nearby. I don't know. This this plan seems like it may have some some issues. Uh, also, are you okay? You kind of look crispy.
0: I'm fine.
1: Uh, your phone rings. Uh and it is Everett. Hi. Iris, we've got an idea to rig this whole building up to have it rain drack on everyone. Uh wanted to run that by you first. Uh it'll turn this place into a real bloodbath and yeah, but know, like we can't l- guarantee Iggy's safety. Yeah, but that's it'll a make it easy for us to clear out. But that's like a lot of fucking people though. It's just <laughs> quietly. Quiet I will <laughs> I will pass you the phone if you want to talk to her. Oh, just put it on speaker. That's all
2: you're <laughs> <laughs> complaining <laughs> about phone usage. And then finally it's on speaker. And he's like, well, there's just a lot of people upstairs and there's some fucking statue room. So we could put Drake in a sprinkler system and hide in the elevator. But we don't want to do anything too fucked up without your permission, because we're all in this together.
0: Honestly, at this point, just do what you need to do. I'm not doing great.
1: How are the werewolves doing?
0: Uh, they're in trouble.
1: Well, that explosion was them, right? Like. Or was that? That was the orphans they started with explosions?
0: The explosions occurred, yes. Iris, can you
1: roll me an awareness and wits, please?
0: Mm.
1: Damn, they really stepped up their response to when we tried to lure two guards over. Yeah, these fuckers are clever, which is why I think Frenzy Room is a nice way to clean out
2: some
4: of the chaff.
0: Two successes.
4: Uh, Iris, the explosions happened before the orphans
0: arrived. Uh, yeah. I mean, the the explosions, Like I tell them that.
1: <laughs> yep. Oh. So it wasn't the orphans doing something else blew up.
0: Something blew up many that, cars.
2: That is Look, fucked up. You just hear Ridley saying as he's dragging Drac over, just yeah. dumping it into the reservoirs.
1: Yeah. Uh
0: <laughs> we might be dealing with some bigger things here, and
1: look, I only got like a high concept kind of overview of that werewolf situation, but uh do you know who you can trust there and who might be double crossing the what the pack or whatever? Is there somebody vying for alpha status?
0: Ah, uh, I mean, this might just be my own shit, but Selena doesn't seem entirely okay with helping. Us out.
2: Well, did she get hurt when all the explosions went off?
0: Did I don't remember. She
4: did, she did she? not. She came she, to your aid. She
0: but didn't, she but she did not. help me briefly.
4: Uh none of the wolves, in fact, got injured. Only you did.
0: Uh, seemed to be like someone was trying to get me specifically.
2: Well, and the first person to check on you was Celine. So I mean that's possible. Or maybe they know about a demon. Who knows? Okay, so. Are you alone now, Iris?
0: If you can call escorting Dr. Skull alone, yes. All right. Might be Hi, best guys, if you make it's your me, Dr. Through. Skull.
1: Oh, God. It might be best if you make your way down to the garage where we are. I don't know who you can trust in that
0: pack. Sounds good. There's They're there fighting, and I'm here walking. All, All right, I come? No, yes. you have to yes. go
2: blow up. No, he. Well, we can't get the bomb inside if they're coming around east. If he waits at the front, we could send him up. So bring him with you. That's fine. Wait outside the garage. We're going to do the frenzy thing, and then we'll bring you in when it's safe. Okay. Uh, at
4: good. which point, dump, dump, dump. Drag, <laughs> drag, drag. drag. Um, all right. Uh, you look to to Everett. Um, Iris, you're, you're standing outside, but you you can feel this uh, important moment occurring. Uh, Ridley, do you frenzy the entire bar with drag? Uh,
2: after all of us are out of the way? Yeah.
5: <laughs> um.
0: We weren't expecting that, were you, Tommy? <laughs> no,
4: no uh, but it's good. Um, for years afterward, uh, people will uh, talk about what they think happened uh, that night at at the Oliver Twist. Now that was back before new management took over. Um and it was back before the uh well the other unpleasantness that was to come. But still it uh it was a good indicator weirdly and if people had been paying proper attention maybe just maybe by by observing what happened at the twist that night they they would have known what was coming. Uh but the one thing everyone can agree on is if a nightmare could come to life it was being in that bar that night some survived uh, a few of the uh, the people working managed to get out but mostly uh, they talk of of blood of the the smell of of guts and organs uh, the the sounds of feral screams and the one thing everyone who can survive who survived can agree on was the the sound of of laughter just a deep booming laughter Uh, Echoing off the walls No one could pinpoint Where it was coming from But everyone who was there Heard it Everyone who survived Heard it And the dead They certainly heard it In the small Service elevator uh, Everett and Ridley You did not hear it But outside Iris Faintly You sure as shit could After two hours of blood and carnage, the three of you uh, begin to explore the wreckage. Um, there are certainly feral people to put down, feral vamps to put down, but armed as you are, you make short work of them. They can't really stand up to you doing a coordinated clearance assault through the building. As you uh, make your way through the bar, um A a feral uh, Pierre Belmare Leaps at you Um, Ridley What do you do to the once powerful leader Of the orphans as he does so
2: Um, Ridley would try to take This guy alive Because if we can get info out of him We know what the fuck is going on Because this plan did effectively destroy Our knowledge of drag
4: I can safely say he is not in any shape to talk as he is foaming at the mouth with frothy blood, uh, screaming and trying to claw your eyes out. Well, then Ridley
2: tries to grab him by the throat and stops him, but forgets he's wearing his murder gloves. So his his fingers just punch through the guy's throat in like a burning heat. Uh, And he ends up grabbing him by the spine and being like, oh, I wanted you to be fucking alive. And it like sticks in the glove a little bit. And he just has to shake
4: him off, embarrassed to the side. Um his uh, his corpse sort of slucks off your, your glove. Um, it's mostly at this point wading through leather and guts uh, as the various uh, coats and, and gear are, are there. You make short work of the remaining vampires uh, and those who have become <laughs> vampiric um, before uh, investigating deeper into the, the building. um. Deep below uh, you find a, a crypt um, and the the foundations of an ancient church um, the uh, the vampires uh, who called this place home clearly kind of made their home down here uh, deep underground. A uh, quick question,
2: Tom. I'm imagining no sprinkler system down here
4: is this just like a no crypt no here sprinkler uh, no, they would have installed it because they're doing chemical shit so they okay they 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 got fucked up too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> Did the hazmat suits retain their sanity or were they killed by ferals? Uh, they got ripped up real fast okay. by the rest of their, their fellow
4: workers. Um, you, you find their bodies kind of around again, same sort of deal. There's, there's some, some slinking around in, in the catacombs dealing with, uh, the remaining vamps. You also find some, uh, the, the clearly everyone was out and about today. So there aren't like, you know, just sleeping orphans hanging out. Um, the, uh, Spraying system, like the, the suppressant system is only kind of over the central chemical space, which makes sense because it's, it's like crudely installed. Um, but you can see that uh, they've actually been making drac here. Um, and as you uh, approach uh, the statue, which is uh, one of those like just weird like Cronenbergian monsters of, of, of twisted shapes. Uh, you can make out um, eyes, uh, a series of six eyes at, in various uh, places, each weeping a, a dark black liquid uh, that was clearly being collected uh, by the now dead chemists uh, in the hazmat suits uh, on the ground, uh, clawed to shreds by their, their compatriots. You also find the body of Iggy Dunn, who has been uh, ravaged uh, by, by claws and teeth, um, he is uh, holding a still-lit cigarette in one hand that uh, at a glance he seems to have lit after being attacked. Um, but uh, Iris, uh, looking down on him, uh, you, you feel one of those last remaining humanity touchstones uh, slip away. Uh, what are your thoughts as you look down on your dead brother?
0: I mean, so, complete grief and sorrow. I mean... He was a shithead, but I tried to protect him as best I could.
2: Fucking uh, hell. Iris, I am so sorry. I was hoping a fucking asthmat suits to keep him together. I don't know why they put sprayers in a fucking bedroom. Fuck.
0: It's okay. It was just literally just the one situation I couldn't get him out of.
4: The statue is clearly that of Metathex. And as you, you look around, you realize that uh, the, uh, the orphans have clearly been manufacturing the drug down here. Um, a lot of the equipment has been destroyed. Uh, a lot of the, there doesn't seem to be like recipes kicking around. This was clearly a kind of a Walter White situation of like, you know, the recipe, you do the work. Um, so unfortunately a lot of your leads die here, but so it would seem does the, uh, the immediate the most immediate supply of drac. There is one other thing you find down here of note, uh, something that uh, raises some rather important questions. Uh, You find um, a case tucked away in a dark, dark corner of Bouchard Brothers maple syrup that seems to have a slightly darker tinge than syrup ought to. It takes two days to clean up the bar. It takes two days to recover from the battle. Uh, The blood talons have disappeared, those that remain. They are not returning your calls, Iris. But you have successfully taken the bar. And it shall become your home base now here in Montreal. Uh, Montcalm is elated when he gets the news and uh, arrives uh, in person in a long black limo. Uh, The Prince of the Camarillo of Montreal uh, steps in just like, uh, just sort of steps into the guts and just says, Oh, haven't seen this much since the Plains of Abraham. And he looks to everyone as like, this is a major important event. Right. And no one acknowledges him. He says, fine. And uh, he, he sort of raises his arms and he says, so, you have succeeded, where so many have failed. You have wiped this Sabbat stain from our fair city. The Iris Dunn Coterie has proven itself. You have my thanks. Um, is there anything you immediately... Uh, how, how do you, the three of you respond? This is, again, a few days later. So you've rested up a bit. There are, I'm sure, other
1: things you've done, but for the purposes of, of the, the immediate moment... I don't think it feels like Everett's place to speak right now. He's it's the Iris Dunn coterie and he doesn't really feel strongly about this prince one way or another. It was just something that he was tasked to do or, you know, face death. So uh, he did it. I think
2: Ridley's been in a fog for like the last 48 hours. Like, I don't think he has anything to say because that win didn't feel good, and he's not used to wins not feeling good. So he's just a bit of a shell of himself, I think, at this point. Cool. And
0: Iris, I think as politely as she can because she's still like dealing with loss, like as everyone else is, is. Is just kind of says, "Well, this is what you requested of us, and we paid a big price."
4: Um, he uh, he actually looks a little thoughtful at that and uh, sort of draws, draws his, his mouth and he says, yes, yes. Uh, I was sorry to hear about your, your brother, uh, Miss Dunn. That is never easy, no matter how old or ancient we get. Well, no matter how you came to it, you have my thanks, and you have your corner of the city. Uh, Mr. Beef, I understand you will be taking over the criminal operations of this part of town. I look forward to working closely with you to continue to secure our foothold here. All right. And once again, you have a prince's thanks. That is no small matter. If you need me, I shall assist you if I can. And he turns to leave, uh, and just as he starts to go out the door, he turns back and says, on that note, uh, Mr. Beef, I believe, uh, You've been searching for uh, a Sylvana, I believe her name is. Now that will be true. That's like the first (laughs) glimmer of Ridley's sanity returning in 48 Um, hours. And uh, he nods and says, um, some of my men have heard rumors, rumors that would perhaps uh, be of some interest and some value to you. I'll be sure to have them pass it along. After all, I would hate to see more family members of the Dunn Coterie meet a tragic fate. You have my thanks and good luck. Uh, And with that, he leaves. Um, The days go by in a bit of a fog. You leave the space while it gets cleaned, naturally. (laughs) Um, You ignore several calls uh, from the Bouchard brothers, you also find, perhaps alarmingly, some crossbow bolts amongst the dead, uh, some who seem to have been dispatched with, with great violence and great prejudice. Uh, Everett, you, you see the handiwork of Jocelyn St. James, written large uh, amidst this, this space. Uh, though she's not been in contact, her, her calling card is, is clear. Montreal begins to, to return somewhat to normal. Um, as the, the days go on. Um, the city still mourns, uh, remains in lockdown. And a uh, word from uh, the Camarilla is that the Second Inquisition has sunk its talons deep into the city. The threat of the Sabbat has been sorted, but now the greater threat of the Inquisition is, is present. And the general uh, order is to lay low. Um, Ryan, you can repatch the... The bear boys now uh with the the biker bar now in your possession the bear boys can can either become a biker gang again or they can remain the silver foxes what do you do um
2: from the conversations he's had with them they want to be a biker gang again like they seem more comfortable <laughs> with that than being fancy rich dudes um so i think he would patch them in to be the bear boys again but if they want to maintain their alt identities like live their day you know day life as yep. rich white shitty people and nightlife is you know biker cells that would be up to them like he'd be fine with that but having the bear boys exist i think is a good symbol and he does need a group to maintain his hold on the criminal empire he can't just be ridley and whoever ridley calls that day like there yep. needs to be a, a reputation
4: totally um so chonky with a grin on his face uh happily Uh, accepts this this calling and slowly but surely uh they they begin to to rebuild the bar um what do you rechristen it as um dig old bix (laughs) dig old bix
2: dig old bix dig old bix it's like tig old bitties, but the reverse.
1: I gotcha. Yeah. I, I almost feel like I've heard that before. I don't know if we've used that <laughs> already or not. Uh, not on this show, but okay. probably one of our other
4: ones.
2: It's also a subtle thing for him because he exists here as Ridley Beef, but his original name is Richard Darkley, where he was known as Dick Darkley.
4: <laughs> so there's a little bit in there just for him. Um, as you observe the new sign being lowered over the, uh, the entranceway, um, a... Uh, a woman uh, wearing uh, sunglasses and um, a uh, just a bright sundress uh, just sort of sidles up to you and uh, passes you a, a brown envelope. It says, uh, "Courtesy of the Prince, best of luck with your mum."
2: Thank we'll you, uh, and then he'll open it up and see what is
4: there. Uh, it is a, a folded map of Alberta with a red circle drawn around a small town uh, outside a major city center. And uh, just the words, good luck.
2: Interesting.
4: Everett, uh, you sit in the, uh, the garage space of, um, of the bar. Uh, It's been a rough, rough few days for you as well this was a lot of whole scale murder. And there were clearly innocent people in, in the bar. Uh, when this happened, you can feel the last vestiges of, of your humanity beginning to slip away. But for the first time in a long time, you have a friend sitting next to you and Harvey looks longingly at the cup of coffee. He cannot drink. And he just says, um, so, uh, Everett, uh, I got to ask a kind of an important question, maybe not a pleasant question, but an important one. What's that, Harv? Are we going to be okay being these things, being like this?
1: You want the short answer or the long answer? And uh, he looks down at the mug and he says, Well,
4: Given that I throw up blood every time I try and drink this, seems like I got a bottomless cup. So maybe you better give me the long answer.
1: Long answer is uh, yeah, we'll be all right. It's going to take a long time, but we'll we'll be all right. We'll find peace, Arv.
4: Well, that might be the first piece of good news I've heard in a while. Hey, uh, on that note, I, I got a new uh, new routine I want to run by. Is that all right? He pulls out a-, a folded piece of paper. Sure. Harv, you go right on ahead. I'm all ears. All right. So have you ever noticed that Kine drive their cars like this? And he minds driving a car like, but Kindred drive their cars like this. And he smiles and he says, I'm working on a vampire set. Everett, you realize you may have just agreed (laughs) to a one-way trip to hell. (laughs) Iris, uh, Iggy is dead. Uh, The bar has been taken. The blood talons uh, have cut off communication. And with them, Emily has disappeared. All you received was a reaction to your final message to her. And it came three days after the attack on the bar. So you're aware that she's still out there. Uh, But it was a single heart. And her phone uh, number now seems to be disconnected. Walter Sims will be coming for you in a few days to begin your worldwide (laughs) tour tour. And uh, to take you away from coterie business for a time, which in a way will actually be a a tremendous relief. Uh, But, um, you know, still leaving a lot of uh, unfinished business. do you have any final words for uh, Everett and Ridley before you, as, as you're kind of getting ready to leave? Any, any last things you want to sort out with them uh, before you go? You'll still be able to keep in contact with them, obviously. Like, you're not going to be off the grid. But you're basically leaving the city and the coterie in their hands.
0: Just saying that I appreciate them. That they're kind of the only family I've got left as fucked up as our little group is. And that I want them to not take too many risks, because I want them to stick around.
4: Ridley and Everett, uh, do you have any words for Iris before she leaves? Oh, you stay safe on the road. And if you
2: need to make a ghoul out of someone who's very <laughs> strong and very violent set, so you've got your own little mini Ridley as you're going. Cause we know you don't do the fighting thing and you need someone who does cause you like to tussle deep down in your heart. And that's why, you know, we love each other and it's like family where we hate each other and we love each other and this will be forever. So we better get used to it is what I'm saying. I'd like to be pissed off at you in about 200 years and then another thousand after that. So let's make it happen.
0: Yeah.
1: You uh, you take care of yourself. You give us a call anytime you need anything.
0: Yeah, Everett, I'll text you so you can speak it to Ridley.
1: Perfect. Right, and I'll yeah. have strip
2: club money so I can send some bear boys to wherever you fucking are if you give me about twenty four hours notice.
0: Perfect.
4: And uh, with that, Iris, you take the bag that you packed badly. Normally, Emily does the packing, so like it is, it is not great. As uh, the car Sims sent for you pulls up uh, to your horror as you leave your duplex, there are paparazzi um, and there are already news stories circulating. The Dedrick is sending you with great glee um, about uh, uh, Iris Dunn's international tour and all the, uh, the, the great things that will come from that. Um, shouldering past the, uh, the camera people, you get into the vehicle and uh, you settle back into the plush seats. You kind of look at your your water bottle, um, your uh, soda stream that you have filled with blood um, for the road. And uh, you kind of watch out the window as uh, Montreal begins to pull away on your way to the airport. Just before you reach the airplane, your phone buzzes. And you open it to a text message from No number. And the words, Iris, help. I think I'm a fucking ghost now. Iggy.
0: Fuck. (laughs) Of course he is.
4: With Iris gone, Everett and Ridley, the city is yours. Ridley, you begin to lay down your foundations, but... You also know that your, your mom is out there and that uh, Damien Black and the Note Nostra are working against you, but that you won't be able to go yourself to save her. Luckily, inside the envelope, there is a job posting, job posting for a local sheriff's department. And looking up from it, you see Everett very patiently listening to Harvey and responding in a nice Western drawl. And slowly but surely, a plan begins to form. All it means is you might have to convince him to go
3: West. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan Leplant on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, and Storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's logos are by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis, and Traffic by Kyle. And all our ads use the tracks No Control in Chiefs by Jazzar, that's J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We've also got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon of Darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night.
4: Ha
1: ha ha!
2: Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time: Christian Menicola, Long Long, the Half Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradavic. Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Great Dane, Acrix,